Hey friends, Mike Shea here from Sly Flourish. Tonight, we are going to build an adventure together. In fact, we are going to be building a heist adventure together. And we're going to build a heist using, using two, two different books of mine. Uh, a book we are going to rely heavily upon is The Lazy DM's Companion. Uh, Lazy DM's Companion is a book that I wrote last year. Uh, it was in digital format, I think early this year, late last year, early this year. Now available for sale. The PDF is available for sale and it will be available in a print copy later this year. And we, it is a book that helps people build adventures, including myself. I use, I use this book often and we're going to use it tonight. So we're going to build a heist. A friend of mine is having a birthday on, I don't know if it's Saturday. I don't know if that's the exact day, but around Saturday. And so another friend said, Hey, would you run an adventure for his birthday? I said, sure. Yeah, I'd love to. And he said, he'd love a heist. I think he'd love a heist. I don't know if he wants a heist, but his friend wanted a heist. So they get in a heist. So yeah, so we're going to build an adventure. It's going to be kind of a, the adventure itself is going to be a two-parter. I have two, I, I asked my, so we have a regular scheduled game that my, my, my own DM runs. And I asked him if I could steal that slot for two sessions to do this one. Because I think trying to do a full heist in one three-hour game is a little too tight. But two three-hour games, that's nice and roomy. We have, we have some room in there, especially when it's a one-shot because you want to introduce the characters, you want to do other things. So two sessions will be great six hour you know total roughly around five five to six hours of gameplay will be good for that's a good solid amount to do like a one-shot heist and we're going to put it together right now so today here's the here's the table of contents of what we're doing our goal is to build a two-session heist adventure set in the city of arch and we're going to build it in order to build this adventure today we're going to use the following tools we're going to use the lazy dm's companion Right here, you can pick up the Lazy DMs Companion at slyflourish.com slash Lazy DMs Companion. The link to buy the book is in the show notes below. You can buy it at your favorite store of choice, drive through RPG. You can buy it directly from me, however you want to do it. You can actually pre-order the physical versions on BackerKit, and you can order the digital version from BackerKit, and you'll get it right away. So lots of different ways to get the digital version of the book. And you can see, I will paste the link into Twitch right there. That is the main tool we're going to be using today. The other tool we're going to be using is the city of arches the city of arches is a small city source book city guide i think we will call it a city guide a guidebook i say guidebook down here the city of arches is a guidebook that i released to patrons for the released to the patrons of sly flourish if you're a patron of sly flourish you can pick up the city of arches along with a whole slew of other exclusive content and all kinds of cool things exclusive discord channels Lots of great things that you can get by becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. The City of Arches, I, I cannot give a link out to the City of Arches because it is a it is currently exclusive to Patreon Patreon backers, but you can get it on Patreon. If you want to join the Patreon and pick up the City of Arches and along with like five other adventures and all kinds of guides and guidelines to help you, you can do that by, again, in the show notes below, you can see the patron of Sly Flourish. You can pick that up. So we're going to be using this as the backdrop. I've, I've kind of had my head in the City of Arches now for some time. So we're going to be using the City of Arches as the backdrop for today's heist adventure. So the, I'm calling this thing the a, a heist. You know, the, the name of this is a heist in the City of Arches because I don't know what else to call it. So heist in the City of Arches. So that is the, that's the second component we're using is the, the City of Arches. And then the third component we're using is free to everybody. And that is the one page Lazy DM Adventure Notion template. That's a long title. I have a Notion notebook built for campaigns. That's more than I need to do a one shot adventure. So instead I created as part of the Lazy, uh, the part of the Lazy DM notion notebook for building a campaign i have a single page where if you just want to do like a one-shot adventure here is a here is a one-shot adventure template and that is right here it has nice instructions it's basically built along the eight steps of return return to the lazy dungeon master but has a few added things that you can put in here when you're when you're building it out a campaign and the idea is you have this one page campaign that you can build so i'm going to right now go to the lazy dms campaign let's see let's let's pop this let's, let's open this up here this is my campaign notebook uh, template. Everybody can get the template. You can download this and use it. Can we expand this out? And you see I have the single page lazy DM prep template. I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna duplicate that. Duplicate. It creates a copy. And drag the copy to my list of things so that I have it right here. So now I have my own copy, right? We will share this, share to the web so everybody can see it. And the link to this game the link to all these notes that will be in the show notes 
below as well. So if you want to see, you'll see the end product. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll, you'll see the end product of this. I suppose there's no reason if I can share it to Twitch, as long as you guys can't edit or anything, but you could watch, you can follow along while I'm editing it. If you, if you care to, you don't have to, whatever you want to do, it's up to you. So we're going to start off. And right now the name of this thing is going to be heist in the city of arches. I don't know what we're going to do. All right. So we've got that, but I have a little checklist. I had a little checklist. So those are the tools. So how are we going to go about this? We are going to go about building this heist in a few ways. We have a bunch of different random tables in the lazy DMs companion that we're going to roll on. In fact, I need to, I need to make sure I've got my dice handy. So let's get, let's get the dice ready. And I need twenties. I got lots of twenties. Remember I, I don't know in previous shows, I was like, I don't have enough twenties. So now I got 40 twenties. So we will throw those in there. I know I'm going to need those. I might need some tens. I'll keep the rest handy. I'll keep them right over there and keep those off to the side. So we're going to roll on the tables and that's going to tell us a lot of what we've got in here. Once we've rolled on the tables, I kind of like where things are going. A little cyclic process is going to be rolling on the tables, but flavoring it with stuff from the city of arches. I'm lucky that I wrote the city of arches, so I know it pretty well, which means I can help reflavor some of the stuff so that the results that I get from the tables uh, will help. Well, will be, it'll be easy for me to flavor them for the city of arches. It may be easy. We'll find out. Then we'll be writing it up in the template as we go. And eventually I'm going to need to grab a map from Dyson's for the place where the heist is going to take place, right? That, that's, that's a really big one. So let's take a look at the tables that I'm going to roll on. So the heist generator is on page 54. It's near the end of the book. Now I was taking a look at this earlier and I don't know how well this is going to work because these heists have a really wide range of places where they could, where they could take place. A lot of different things that can that can kick in. So we're going to see how well the roles work with my idea that this is taking place inside the city of Arches. That Those might have some collisions. Now, the good news is so that the heist, which is on page 54, I can also use my, my yeah, I think what my favorite page is on here, the core adventure generators, right? The core adventure generators, I think are up front, yeah, page six. So the, the core adventure generators, I can also build a lot of heisty, stuff here uh, using these core adventure generators that are a little bit more general. That's why they're, they're sort of the core ones. And this will be easier to reflavor into the city of arches. So I'm going to try both and we'll see how it goes. But I have a feeling I might end up looking at some of the results that could happen in the heist, in the, in the bigger heist one. Uh, I might end up using tables from the core adventure generator. But the interesting thing is these categories, I think can still work really well. What's the target? What are they trying to take? Where, where is it located, right? What's the location? Who are the protectors? Who's guarding this object that you're, you're gonna take? What hazards exist? What's the gauntlet of hazards that exist that might get in the way as you're going there? Who is the final guardian, right? Who's guarding, who's guarding this stuff? And what complication may occur? So these are pretty good. I'm gonna start rolling on them and we'll see, we'll see where things go. And again, if I get weird stuff, I might try another roll. Uh, if I like some of the idea, but I need something more general, I'll go to the core adventure generator and we'll see what we go. So what's the target? What are they What are they trying to get? Well, I'll tell you already, before I've even rolled, I'm liking the idea of like Maltese Falcon. There's something about Maltese Falcon, I think. This idea of this thing and like multiple groups are going after this thing at the same time. I kind of like that. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little bit of that. First roll, six, what are they trying to steal? A cursed scroll. Cool. All right, let's, let's go in here. So above the intro, so I actually don't need the intro because it's my own thing. So we're gonna delete these sections here. Those are all notes to help you use that template. So we're gonna create a new section called general outline, right? And this is gonna help us. So, so we want them to steal a cursed scroll. That actually so far fits perfectly in City of Arches. There are plenty of cursed scrolls in the City of Arches. Where is it located? Let's take a roll on that. We hit 17, a naval warship. So that's where we get, that's kind of neat, except there's no naval warship in the city of arches. But a thought is, what if it's an airship? The other problem with an airship though, is there's no good Dyson maps for ships. It turns out Dyson doesn't like drawing maps of ships, but there are some Eberron ones. What if we took an Eberron? Is there, are there maps of airships in, in Eberron? Let's just take a quick look. Eberron rising from the last war. They have like a whole building adventures section. If anybody in chat knows if there is a good map of a, a good Dyson style map of an airship. 
There, the, I'll tell you one one map that I use off whenever I need a ship map. There's a good ship for in in Ghost of Saltmarsh. So a, a thought could be uh, so they're trying to steal a curse scroll, steal it from a warship. But what if it is an an, an airship, right? A war an aerial warship. I also kind of ran a thing like this, right? I kind of ran a another one-shot adventure for this group where they were kind of dealing with airships a lot. They were on an airship. If you recall, I did a I did an adventure that was all very Eberani and Draconic. Let me try rolling again and just see if I get something else that's a little bit easier for me to fit in, especially when it comes to like finding a map. 13, a haunted house. There certainly could be haunted houses in uh, a curse scroll from a haunted house. Doesn't really fit my my Maltese Falcon thought. So instead of and now, so let's try let's try a different one. I think we're gonna. This is an area. I'm gonna hang on to location. I'm gonna put that aside for 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 a moment. And because I think that's one where I might go to the core adventure and just use a general location because the general locations I think better better fit. But we'll see. Protectors. Who's protecting it? This is one where again I'm not sure that this is a, the right the right fit. So the protectors are five corrupt guards. That that actually can fit right. Uh, Curse scroll protected by corrupt guards. I like that one because there are definitely guards in the city of Arches who could be corrupted. What are some hazards? What's kind of the hazards they'll run into? Some ideas for hazards. 13. Serpent holes. That in this place, some hazards might be. Let's do three of those. Right? We'll roll two more. 18 and 5. 18. Death touch specters. Man, we want to go with these haunted things. And 5 is poisoned darts. Death touch specters. And I mean, that fits the haunted house thing, right? We might hang on to the haunted part. Final guardian, who's actually guarding, who's guarding this thing? And this is one where it's like, if it's an ancient golem, it's like, well, how are you going to deal with that? I don't know. 17, a tortured troll. That could be interesting. And like a, a guarded, that could be interesting. Also, what if you could save the troll? Make him happy, right? That could be a fun, a fun angle. And... Uh, complication. What kind of complication might occur in this place? Four. The protector change. The protectors change their behavior. Those corrupt guards, for example. So, not bad, right? We got a cursed scroll being protected by corrupt guards somewhere. Aerial worship, haunted house, haunted worship. Maybe. Uh, hazards include serpent holes, poison darts, death touch specters. Eh, maybe. Right, guarded by a tortured troll. Yeah, I like that. And protectors, uh, the protectors will change their behavior. So that that could be that could be pretty cool. I'm I'm pretty good with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna dig in to the location a bit. We're gonna go back. We're gonna go back to the core adventure generator. We're gonna roll generally on this location table. Right. This this locations these locations are more general, which means they're kind of easier to fit when you already have a thing that you're trying to do. Seventeen. <laughs> ship the the gods clearly want me to do a ship i'm rolling again anyway i spite the gods 12 a dungeon right a cursed scroll in a dungeon being protected by being protected by guards corrupt guards and a tortured and a tortured troll would you keep a scroll there maybe 6 caves so let's look at the origin of this dungeon ship see what we get there one it's human yeah boring 13 an elemental an elemental dungeon that might be interesting let's what kind of element fire earth air water right one two three four fire earth air an air oh okay so now we're starting to get some stuff so what if it's an aerial elemental dungeon what if it's like a like a prison barge an Aerial, an aerial prison barge, maybe elemental. That could be so. Con Air is the is the model. That's not bad. I, I I think we could. I think we can go with this, right? So I don't know anything about the characters. We're going to be building the characters later. 
So I'm not going to worry about that. So the idea that there is a, the idea that, yeah, the problem is like, I just, I just want to go and get a Dyson map. I just want a nice, easy Dyson map. And the idea of, of a aerial ship is interesting, but an aerial ship as a, as a prison is always tough. But again, I could go back. So, you know, I've used this map like 50 times. And when you have a map that you use 50 times, you can just go use it. We will go to adventures, ghost of salt marsh. And we go to salvage operation and salvage operation. I remember because Dyson talked about how much of a pain this map was. So I've used this map, I don't know how many times. I've used it a lot. People are eventually gonna get wise to the fact that I've used this, this ship map multiple times. I've used it as airships in Eberron games. I've used it, I've used it for, for other ones. I, I don't know why ship isn't gelling with me tonight, but sh even though I've rolled just ship three times or something like that, and I've got dungeon, dungeon is fine, but I want to layer something on top of there. So we're going to, we're going to try something else. And 16 Warren hidden up dungeon Warren. So we're going to toss the ship idea, right? And instead of the, uh, and, and I'm in the haunted house. Maybe we'll add a little bit of the haunted house. Right? An elemental prison buried under the catacombs north of the northern city. There's a monster warrens there and the, the, the old prison. So that's not bad. So one thing is it could be a ship that's sort of the, the prison ship that's buried under, oh, Goonies, right? What about Goonies? former this works and this fits the city because the airship an airship now under the haunted under the haunted catacombs of the northern city right that's pretty good so and and of course one of the great pieces could be grabbing the ship and making it work again and then flying it and smashing out and then flying out over the city and the ship. And it's like, hey, we stole your cursed scroll. We also stole the entire ship. So I kind of like that. The idea that that's on air, that we have air elementals, right? That, that air elementals. And that means we could we could tap into our genasi. We have like air genasi. So that can work. Corrupted guards have it. Let's take another role on who else might be protecting this thing, right? What other, what other group might be down there? We're going to look, we're going to roll on the origin table down below Two elven, uh, elven guards could be interesting. Like corrupt elven guards might be, might be fun. I have some dungeon monsters too. So let's roll a couple of times on the dungeon monsters table and see what kind of stuff we get there. 18 and 20 green hags and mummy. These are some fun monsters, right? Monsters. Let's let's get a few green hag mummy fits the haunted theme. We heard specters before, right? And we have corrupt elven guards. That works. So what else? We can we can delete all of these little prompts here. Don't need the prompts. We'll keep this one because it's got some handy links. Actually, no, I'm gonna be rolling for those, so never mind. There we go. So a story is starting to come together. Somebody has asked the characters to go recover a cursed scroll. This scroll is held inside of an old prison barge, an old elemental prison barge that is now our prison ship. You know, war, I guess we'd like warship. It doesn't have to be a prison warship. That is sealed, that is, that is buried underneath the ground. One thing about the city of arches is that Lots of weird planar stuff can happen here. So the idea that there is a ship half buried in the underground, that fits perfectly in the in the story. And I think that, that that is sort of a neat thing. An old derelict warship, elemental warship. We need a name uh, for this warship. So let's, well, actually, why am I, I'm cheating. I should be using the Lazy Team Companion for the names. I think it's got a big pile of names there somewhere. The White Song, the White Harp, the White Claw. The White Claw sounds pretty good, right? So... Secret, we have an ancient elemental airship called the White Claw is long buried under the catacombs 
north of the city. That's cool. Let's see. I mean, this is a heist, right? So they need to, so somebody is holding it. A group of corrupt guards, once loyal to, and we start, now we start to dig into the factions of the city of Arches, right? And some of the factions include the gatekeepers, the Black Hand, who are sort of the villains, the Children of Abraxas, the Golden Knights. So I think these are former members of the Golden Knights who are sort of the protectors of the city, right? Once members of the Golden Knights, now serving, uh, and we can throw in another faction, the Black Hand, right? The Black Hand are sort of the, the, the villains. So is the idea that the Corrupt Guards already have it, right? And what, what does this group now call themselves, right? They probably had a cool name. Everybody has a cool name, right? The Goose Chasers? No, the Needle, the Needle Claws. The Night Chasers, the Night Stingers, Night Claw. Who call themselves the Night Claws. They were once members of the Golden Knights, but now they serve the Black Hand, thus the, the Corrupt Guards. I think some little bit of intrigue is that the leaders of the the leaders of the Golden Knights. Uh, so who who leads the Golden Knights? Where are they? So Knight Investigator Lamis Telerond is probably their patron, right? This works. Look at that. It had like tabs between them all. Knight Investigator Lamis Telerond is the one hiring the group, and they want to they want to keep this quiet. Right? I have some other NPCs, I'm sure. Where are my other NPCs? Lord Bianca Swifthand wants to keep this quiet. She wants the situation to be kept secret because the Knight's Claws, uh, the Knight Claw, not Knight, the Knight Claws have friends among the Golden Knights. So that's a that's a good one, right? Like you, we, we're we're sending in adventurers, and we want them to do this quietly, because we want to do this quietly because the Night Claws, the this corrupt group of guards, they still have friends among the Golden Knights, and they have some political. The the Night Claws have political power among the council. There is a council here as well. Where's the politics? Politics. The Golden Council. Look, past Mike Shea was a nice guy. Past Mike Shea uh, bolded things that I was going to need when I skim this document. Thanks, past Mike Shea. So the Golden the Golden Council. So they want to keep it quiet, right? So that is that is pretty good. So for a strong start, when we want to start this adventure out, uh, again, we're going to fall back to the City of Arches. And at the very end of the City of Arches, we have, we have random events, things that can generally just happen. What, what kind of event is going on? And we roll 10. The Spring Bazaar is occurring, right? During the Spring Bazaar. During the Spring Bazaar, the characters meet with Knight Investigator Lamas Teleron who hires the, them to recover a cursed scroll from the derelict warship, the white, is it called the white claw? Do I have two claws in here? That would suck. What is the name of the ship? I wrote it somewhere. The white claw, yeah. So Night Claws and White Claws. So we're going to call the ship something else. White something. The White Lance. White Lance is pretty good. Let's see what other... The White Song. The White Song? Sure, why not? Ancient Elemo ship. So a cursed scroll from Derelict Warship, the White Song. Currently being protected by a group of former members of the Golden... Knights, known as the Knights, the Knight Claws. The Knight Claws currently serve. It's believed that the Knight Claws, it's believed that the Knight Claws 
are in league with the black hand and that the scroll gives them power over the city. It must. We'll have to figure more out about this scroll. So though there are all around the spring bazaars going on. There's people from all over the all over the country that's coming to this place. All sorts of great festivities and festivals and things going on. But our characters are sitting at one of these little outdoor cafes talking to the plainclothes night investigator Lamis Tellerand, who says, I have brought you because we need it, we need your help. So that that works very well. That's pretty cool. We know we need a tortured troll. The night claw, or the, let's see, the black hand gave the night claws a powerful weapon with which to protect the scroll. Pure MacGuffin, right? We have a nice pure MacGuffin, this scroll. But it would be it would be cool. It would be better. Let's see how many secrets that three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There we go. We probably want to have a little bit more about a little bit more about this the scroll itself. What does the scroll do? So we can we can we can play around with some tables. Go back here. What kind of scroll is it? Let us we're going to roll uh, on the three condition, description, and origin tables. This often throws a lot of interesting adjectives. We have five, 17, and six. Five is a frozen scroll. 17 is a frozen horrific skull. Six is a, a frozen horrific tiefling scroll. What does that mean? What does it do? Right? There's not like a what it does table in here, I don't think. Levistus, uh, a scroll of Levistus. That's that's pretty cool. That's not a bad idea, right? Levistus is isn't Levistus the frozen? That's the 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 frozen devil, right? That is really cool. Even the otherworldly standards nine hells realm of Stygia and its Lord Levistus both occupy. Stygia is a frozen wasteland. I like this a lot. Where is the stuff about the frozen that that Levistus is frozen? Levistus is trapped in one of these birds, imprisoned there by Asmodeus for reasons that few can guess about. So it is, I love that. Yeah, that is a really good idea. So one of them is to, to, to play with the, to play with the art city of arches thing. The idea that the scroll could actually open up one of the gateways to the realm of Levistus. But the other idea that like the scroll can open up a portal that takes you to like the throne of Levistus, right? And then I, I just read something that said like Levistus, escape in safety to the desperate, especially those who fear for their lives. Criminal might in, uh, entreat Levistus on the eve of execution, agreeing to exchange his soul for a boon. Criminals, rascals, and ne'er-do-wells. So this could be some fun. That what if cult, like, oh, cultists, I said one, one kind of agreement I made with myself is no cultists. <laughs> I, I said like, okay, I'm going to run an adventure and I'm not allowed to use cultists. And it was so hard because I'm like, ooh, what if followers of Garyon that aren't cultists are also trying to steal it? They want to get this scroll. You know, that would make sense to have like another, another group that's trying to come in here and take it. But I don't know. So I, I think the idea, let's see. So an easy one is that the scroll opens a gateway to the realm of Stygia and the nine hells into the frozen prison of Levistus himself. That's an easy one, but the what if I, I kind of like the idea that the scroll does something else, right? That the scroll is like a like a free pass, right? That you 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 can invoke this scroll and Levistus will will give you a get out of jail free card, right? The scroll further gives its uh, possessor a get out of free card and get out of jail free which would explain why the black hand wants it right they're like the leader of the black hand is like that is a handy scroll like if i ever get arrested 
I can use this thing and I'll be free. Like I don't, the, the, it will, it will change the circumstances of events so that I am, I am freed. Right. And, and that would be a handy thing to have, but in doing so, I have to sort of treat with the Vistas himself to get that. That's interesting. All right. I like that. That's a cool, that's a cool plot line there. Some good rich stuff, man, whoever came up with the Vistas, you're, you're the man who did that. You're awesome. Ona Tag I can't pronounce that name. Ona Tagatuyulu. Very cool. Tell me how to pronounce your name. So who else? I, I, I one other thing I want to add. This is all good. This is all good stuff, right? What? Ooh. So instead of the tortured troll, I could actually throw in a monster. I could throw in the monster that I'm that I wrote for Cobalt Press for the Tome of Beast Three because I've never run it before. And that could be a, so the creature that's in there is a, thanks, pronounce it however you like. We'll just call you on, Ona. Oni? The Oni. What is that? A black hand, oh, night, night, right? What, man, I gotta go look it up, hang on. Black Sun Ogre, right? I think the Night of the Black Sun might be too hard though. This monster has not been published, so I'm not going to post about it. Oh, yeah, CR8. That's a little hard. He hits like a freight train, too. 38 points of damage around. He's going to knock out level threes. I think we'll stick with our armored troll, our tortured troll. So that is good. I, I, one angle I want to have here, I like all this, but I want to have that another group is involved as well. Let's take a look at and see the other factions. The children of Abraxas, but they're a cult. And I said no cults. The gatekeepers, they're nice, they're nice people. The knights of the nameless king. So they're not cultists. They're knights. They're they're self-ordained knights. The knights of the nameless king is another group that seeks the scroll because they want to use it to release their nameless king. That would be really cool. I like that. Who are these knights? Let's let's roll. Let's roll some knights, knight stuff. So these knights are they're not a cult leader. 19. Ethereal. Ooh, ethereal knights of the nameless king. Ethereal who? Sometimes this is where you can roll multiple times. Ethereal giants. That's giants are a bit much for CR3. Five. Gnomes. Ethereal gnomes. Not bad. Yeah. Ethereal gnomes. Yeah. Go back up to my little scratch pad here. There's something just goofy about ethereal gnomes, though. I don't know. I might, we could go with dragonborn. Dragonborn would be pretty cool. It could be deep nose, snurf neblin. Snurf neblin knights. Why would they care about the nameless king, though? I don't know. It could be a series of knights. Right, it might, like the knights might not all be one ancestry, so we could grab a few. We could have a human because I wrote human before, a gnome, a dragonborn, and we'll do one other. Two, an elf, right? But they are ethereal. They're they're kind of gnome, dragonborn, elf, and human. Knights of the nameless king. So there's another group. And they're ethereal because they too were sort of cast out. So they've been sort of, they've manifest, they can now manifest in and out of the world, right? And they're seeking the scroll. They're kind of dangerous. They could be shadows, right? Shadows are really scary. And as shadows, they are trying to go into this ship and get the scroll themselves so they can use it to release the nameless king, right? The knights were killed centuries ago, but brought back by anarchists, not cultists, but recently brought back when the wrong book was read aloud and drew them from their ethereal prison. So they were trapped too. They escaped, and now they seek out the scroll so they can use it to force Levistus to restore the nameless king, who actually has a name. I know the name. 
Other people might know the name. Special bonus points for anybody in chat who happens to know the name. So that's all cool. Bye, Scipio. Thank you for coming. Thank you for hanging out tonight. Always a pleasure. What? Not Rep... No, not Vecna. Not Rumpelstiltskin. No. I met a stranger in a faraway land. I am the king of kings. Look upon ye mighty in despair. So... What other angles do I have in here? We have the Death Touch Spectres. They kind of showed up, didn't they? So let's look at, we're going to hang on to some of these secrets, and now we're going to look at a location. We need a place to host this. So let's go to our friend Dyson Logos. Ozymandias, the King of Kings. And let's take a look at some maps. So this one's pretty cool right off the bat. I, you know, it's one of these things where you just sort of grab the first and fastest map you can. And this one's pretty cool because you can sort of bleed into the catacombs, right? You sort of have catacombs here. And the deeper you go, you go into this larger chamber and you can say like in here is where the, where the old derelict ship is, right? And so they have some sort of different paths and things like that and different areas to get into. And then they have to get onto the ship and steal it. So we're going to do a dungeon inside of a dungeon. And I think that this... I think this map could work, right? You could say like this was the catacomb, then it broke in here. It had a bunch of natural caverns and stuff like that and then broke through. And then we have this huge sort of underground grotto. And inside here is where the ship is is sort of sunken. I guess like this, this looks like it's got water and stuff like this. Would the ship be a, but we said it's an airship, right? It could just be in a pool. Right, that the ship is actually an, an elemental ship trapped in here. And there are other passageways and other things like that. I think I think that that would work. So we're going to just, you know, we'll copy that. And we will create a new location. And we will say this is the Forgotten Grotto. And we're going to make that a page. Whoops, what did that do? That's not what I wanted. I guess we just... It didn't work. It still didn't work. I'm digging these, like, I guess he didn't do it for this one, but every so often he does these cool, like, torn maps. I kind of like that style. You know, it gives it, a, gives it kind of a fun, it's a little bit more interesting. So I think we might do one of those. All right, that's cool. And then we will use a, our old standby, the ship itself, right? So this is the ship that is stuck inside uh, this area. And that way, you know what we're going to do? Oh, I screwed up. I should just, in case I want to have the, get the original map again, I should really, you know, it's handy to keep the, handy to keep the link to the main one. There, so now I've got that link handy. Excellent. So, so I've got that, right? We've got, we can, we can sort of put a list of inhabitants, right? And our inhabitants are going to include, we have shadows. These are the knights, right? We have those. We know we have probably guards, veteran, thugs, veterans. These are the black claws. Right, those are the members, those are actually the guardians. We have the armored troll, the, the tortured troll, right? I mean, we've got that. There's probably other, also some like other sort of wandering monsters in here. Let's have a few rolls on the dungeon monsters table and see what we get. Two, 20, and six. Oh, right, we mentioned mummy. We have a mummy in here, right? Bandits. I already got that. Six guards, we already have that. You know what, let's, for funsies, we're gonna use another book and use the workbook. The workbook, so we didn't wanna duplicate, I didn't wanna duplicate it. The Lazy DM's workbook has a more robust set of monster tables. And like, I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna completely, you, there's a lot of different monster tables in, in the companion, but the, this one has the dungeon monsters by level tables that 
were actually recreated. Uh, they were inspired by the random dungeon monster tables of the original Dungeon Master's Guide, which I think are excellent and never rec- haven't been recreated. And I don't know why, because they're really great. The way this works is you say, okay, what's the dungeon level? And we're going to say the dungeon level happens to be the character level. So it's a dungeon level three, right? So we roll, we'll roll for three different types of monsters. So you roll, you go to dungeon level three on the left side there. You roll and we have seven, 11, and six. Six, seven, and 11 all fall under table uh, one. So you go to table one here. And we roll here. We have 11, 7, 11, and 17. Poisonous snakes. Remember, we had snakes. Blink dogs and 17 goblins. So those could be interesting. We'll write them down. Socks. Blink dogs. Eh, I don't dig blink dogs because they're, they're, they're good, right? We want something a little dungeony, more dungeony. See what else we get. 2, 14, and 20. 2, cultists. No. I'm not going to do cultists. 14, giant bats. Oh, those are cool. And 20, swarms of rats. Man, everyone hates this rat swarms, right? These are just some kind of interesting monsters that might come up in this thing. The goblins might actually be, we could have goblin explorers, right? So they're not, these are not evil goblins. These could be good goblins. Those are pretty interesting. I want to roll on one of the bigger tables too. Uh, Three, for example, table three here is challenge rating one to two monsters. See what we get here. Uh, 7, 17, and 20. 7, an imp. The imp would be cool, right? The imp would know all kinds of stuff, right? All right. The imp is like, ooh, we're going to see what happens here. A 17, gelatinous cube. You can't go wrong with a gelatinous cube. And 20 is a gibbering mouther. I don't think we need a gibbering mouther. And for funsies, let's roll on this table too. This table, table two is pretty good. 10, 13, and 15. 10, orcs. 13, scouts. 15 swarms of insects. None of those particularly particularly grab me. I think we've got like a good deal of, I think we've got a good deal, good deal of looking at it. So a blink dog serving the heavens. It could be a friendly NPC. I think blink, can blink dogs talk? I think they can. They speak blink dog, they understand Sylvan. But we could have blink dogs that are here because they know, maybe the blink dogs are hunting the imp, right? Right, serving a celestial who can feel the pull of Levistus here. Cool. So we have some fun inhabitants, right? We've got kind of different people they might run into. These could almost be, you could almost make these random tables, right? We can almost roll on these if we wanted to, turn them into a numbered list. All right, we need one more monster to make it a nice even D12, or we cut one of these. Are there any of these that we want to cut? I'm going to cut the swarm. Nah, swarms of rats are fine. Uh, we'll do one more. We'll go back to the big table. We could do a challenge rating two to three. Uh, great big, great big one here. We'll roll three and see what we get. 10, three, 10, and 16. Grick, an ogre zombie, a white dragon wormling. Ogre zombie, we don't really have a lot of undead things here. Let's take a look at the Grick. Grick sounds like a fun dungeon monster. Yeah, they're kind of fun. So we'll do a Grick, right? Wandering Grick. So we have our fun little D12 random table. We might roll on it, you might not. When you're, so I will, I will, I'll offer a, a, a tip here, a thought. It's not really useful to make your own random tables because it's better to just have your own encounters. It's a little different when I'm just getting ideas and I'm throwing them down here and I'm not really thinking about them too much. But I don't know that I'm going to make these random. I think like I'm going to use this as a list of things where I could go down and pick what I think makes sense for the time. You don't have to do random all the time. And this gave me some ideas like Imp of Levistus and the Wandering Grix and the Blink Dogs that are hunting the imp. Those are some fun kind of encounters. The Goblin Explorers, right? some non-combat encounters that could that could occur while they're exploring this place. That all works. But generally speaking, you don't want to make your own random tables because you're not going to use all this stuff and that, that ends up spending more time. So I, I'm happy with what I did here. And I guess I did make a random table, so I don't know. Take it, take it with what you, you know, take it with what you do. Just the idea of just sort of stirring the brain, right? Just stirring our imaginations. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Now, what are some interesting lo- locations, right? I guess we'll call them fantastic locations. Uh, These are like by chamber, right? What are some interesting things that are occurring in a given chamber? We'll go back to the companion. 
We're going to go back to the core adventure generator. We're going to be looking at this monument column here. And then we're going to be using these, these other ones. This is where having 4D12 really helps me out. So I grab my handful of dice. 10, 2, 12, and 2. So 10 is a well. I love wells so much. 2, an acidic well. 12, an acidic golden well. And 2, an acidic golden elven well. I like it, right? That's weird. I don't know what that's about, but I like it. Let's roll again. 13, 11, 14, 16, 13, an arcane circle, a radiant arcane circle, 14, a towering radiant elven circle, and 16, an unseely. All right. I don't know about towering, right? Could this be where the knights came from? Because they're kind of unseely, right? Maybe. Maybe that's where they came from. One, four, 18, three, one, a sarcophagus, four, a burning sarcophagus, 18, a colossal burning sarcophagus, a colossal burning dwarven sarcophagus. Dwarven doesn't really fit very well. I had giant before, so why don't we make it a giant? Fire giant, a fire giant sarcophagus. Right, buried down in here somewhere. The urn, an urn of a warrior. That's pretty cool. Covered in lava. Let's roll again. Having so much fun. 15, 4, 12, 11. 15, an altar. Uh oh. 4, a burning altar again. 12, a burning, uh, golden, and 11. A celestial burning golden altar where the blink dogs came from, right? That makes sense. That's cool. I like that. Let's do another. Eight, oh, sorry, 13 isn't, oh, we already did arcane circle. Let's do another one. Eight, a throne. Eight, one, a smoky, eight, macabre, dragonborn throne. Uh, that's cool. Is there a tie in with this? It could be uh, like a, it could be a throne of Levistus, right? Maybe we had like a follower of Levistus. That could be. So we're thinking like as we go through some of this stuff, you know, where might these things be located, right? Not sure. And then we have this ship, right? Which is called the White Lance. Is that what we called it? Uh-oh, there we go. The White Song. And we want to have some chambers in here. We're not going to fill each of these with like big weird monuments like we had. These, these we can kind of figure out, right? And so it definitely needs like an elemental engine, right? because it flies. We know it has a, what else does it need? Lightning rails, right? Masthead, right? What kind of masthead? Elemental, maybe of, who is the elemental Yancey bin, right? Elemental masthead of Yancey bin. He's the elemental prince of air. So it would make sense that he would have a, you know, that that would work. Any other, who would the elementals imprison? Zorn, that might be fun, right? The air, the air people imprisoned a Zorn and has had it imprisoned there for a long time. That might be kind of a fun thing. Any other interesting bits? So one thing is we want to think about like the situation, right? It is a heist. So the situation is how many, there's how many of the black claws are there? There are probably no more than 18 and those 18 probably have four thugs a veteran that's five and then 13 we'll say 12 guards right that those those make up the oh scouts yeah so we'll have like four thugs veteran two scouts and 10 guards 
right? And they are kind of distributed. There's probably a scout and a couple of guards on patrol, right? Maybe a scout, a thug, and uh, a scout, thug, and two guards. That makes up a standard patrol. And how many patrols would there be? Two, 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 two patrols, right? So that covers two scouts, two thugs, and four guards are out on patrol at any given time, right? And that gives kind of the remainder. So then on the on the ship itself, you have the veteran, two thugs. Both scouts are out and about, so they don't. The scouts are never are never back. Might need more scouts. Could have four scouts and twelve guards. So that means eight. All right. So you have the the veteran, two thugs, and two scouts, and eight guards. Right. That's those those are who are around the ship. They're on the ship themselves and they, they're kind of wandering about. So we can sort of keep track of each of these groups. Where in the ship are, are they keeping the scroll? Right? They're, they're on the ship. They're using the ship to hold the scroll. What if the ship has an archway? Right? So it's got an arch, right? Like the city of Ar one of the arches is actually on the ship. It's a mobile arch. That's probably down here in the in the cargo hold, right? They actually have a an arch. But they're probably keeping it, and they're probably keeping it in the captain's quarters. Probably in the in the in the is that the bow? Probably in the bow of the ship. Uh veteran and two guards are at the bow of this ship with the scroll. They're probably waiting. So there's probably another group here made up of the black hand, right? So the black hand is sending a group there to go get it from this group, right? Black hand emissaries are coming. This could include a mage and, and probably a handful of scouts. The mage probably has a bodyguard. Apparent, so this might be a good secret include include. The Black Hand is sending an emissary to collect the scroll and pay the leader of the Night Claws. The Golden Knights don't care about the Black Hand, the Black Hand emissaries. They care about getting the scroll from the Night Claws. That's cool. Who leads the Night Claws? Let's, we need, we, need, we need some NPC stuff here. So we can use, do I have an NPC generator? You'd think I would, right? NPC generator. Who is running it? Polima, Sadie Ebenrazer. She's the veteran leader of the Night Claws, right? And she is a, let's roll on our ancestry here. She is a human. She is 12 and five. She has golden teeth. Excellent. You can tell which words my, my, my friend and editor Scott Gray put in because I don't know what Reuterus means. Reuterus. But I've got the internet. She enjoys oneself or celebrate in a noisy and boisterous way. She's a ruffian. She's rough and tumble. Excellent. Who is her herald? She has a herald, of course. Osborne. Uh, Osborne Icebrood. Uh, he is the herald. He is Sadie's herald. And he is a dwarf. He is 11. He's cautious dwarf. Appearance. He has... He spits a lot. The cautious dwarf who spits a lot. Maybe not so much a herald. Second. We'll just say he's a second. And maybe he doesn't like what's going on. Excellent. The mage. Right? We have this, this mage who's in charge. He's human. They are human. They are brash. 17. And brash with facial tattoos. Excellent. And Lowell, 
Lowell. Sometimes I just like to let my Thexalon, Thelex, Thelexion, Thelexion the spider. Mage, Mage Emissary. I can't spell. I can't spell anything. Emissary of the black hand. Tattooed head. Kind of like a red wizard. That's cool. So we've got a good number of NPCs to kind of get us started, right? That works out. Monsters, we sort of, we, oh, we were talking about green hag. I don't know if we're going to do a green hag. I think with most of the monsters we moved here. So our deadly encounter benchmark, we have five characters. They are third level. That's 15. 15 divided by four is about four. So a CR max of about four is right. That's how you do your quick deadly encounter. That means if the total number of monster challenge ratings is greater than four or is four or greater really that means it's on the edge of deadly and for a third level that's probably about right if you are not familiar with the deadly encounter benchmark go check it out it is one of the fastest ways to do i mean you saw me do it i did it in my head right one of the fastest ways to do a quick balance of how deadly is an encounter going to be i don't know so like a troll for example being a challenge rating five that's going to be a deadly fight, I think. That's cool. Let's do, let's see, how are we on time? We've got a little bit of time. So what are some things that they might, so we got good secrets. I think we're, we're good there. Scenes are the meeting with Lamis Talarond, right? Travel to the catacombs, enter the chambers, Enter the grotto, the heist of the white song. All right. End. Pretty straightforward, right? Scenes we don't worry about too much. Just kind of help us get our thoughts together. I'm going to probably, let's see. I think I already included all these guys in there. So I don't need to, all I want to have is my deadly encounter benchmark. So let's talk about treasure. Once again, companion has us covered with a rapid treasure generator. So why is there a treasure generator in the companion? Because we have the Dungeon Master's Guide and the Dungeon Master's Guide has a really good treasure generator. The problem is it is a lot of rolls. It's a lot of dice, right? Probably more dice than we generally need. So I wanted a one page treasure generator that you can very quickly roll and get some interesting Get some interesting stuff. So we're going to roll for a little bit for, for gold. So let's see, for gold, gold parcels to quickly roll four such parcels each level. So we could really have like three parcels of, of each level here. And we're going to drop in three parcels. One of them would be six, 12, uh, 120 gold. Another one for 100 gold. And one for uh, 130 gold. So, so how much will they be offered? They could be offered. They could be offered a hundred. You know, let's see, 150 gold. We're gonna move these around, right? And then we have 200 gold parcels. And this one could be, you know, 20 GP, 50 GP, and gemstones, and a 30 GP brooch this one could be what we'll keep it around there so um, am i worrying i'm not worrying too much about the parcels because this is a one shot but i want to have enough treasure in here that they feel like they're getting something useful so we have some quick um, amounts right that they'll be offered 150 gold pieces for the reward right and then there's a mix there, there's a couple of mixed ones but i think with 100 gold piece in coins we could have like uh 50 gp and five platinum in strange ancient coins, right? From the lost ages. So now we got a couple. That's just quick treasure. That's good. But now we also want to have magic items. This is a one shot. So uh, doing a couple of different magic items, we will roll. Let's see. We'll have two consumables, 11 and 16. That is a potion of animal friendship. Kind of boring. We'll do the potion of climbing instead. 16 is a potion of resistance. We'll do a potion of fire resistance, right? So, so now we have a couple of those. And now we will roll, now we got D100s, so let's get it. And we will roll, 
let's see, I think a couple of these. 49 is a cloak of protection, very cool. And 22 is a suit of plus one armor, All right? Not the most exciting things for a one shot, but that's still not bad. So, but let's, let's, here's, here's where the, the cool comes in, right? So that's cool, right? We got some magic items here, but let's flavor these things up, right? Let's make that armor. Let's, you know, plus one armor, boring. You know what's not boring? Funky armor. 12, shadowed armor. Two, decrepit shadow armor. Eight, decrepit shadow orc armor. Armor of the orc assassin. Invisibility. Once per day. All right, we add a spell effect to it. Fun, right? Why didn't that work? There we go. I like that. And the cloak of protection. Seven, necrotic. 18, colossal. That doesn't work. Let's flip those. 18, diseased. Not, not better. Forgotten, diseased, elemental. Let's try a different 14. Giant doesn't really work either. Two elven. I don't like diseased. What did I say? I like an elven cloak of protection, right? It's of elven make. Was it shadowed too? No, the other one was shadowed. 16. Wind swept. All right. It has that like cloak of billowing, billowing effect. Elven wind swept 19. Overgrown, no. 10, festering. Boy, it wants this stuff to be awful. I want it to be awful. Gloomy. It'll be an unseely elven cloak of protection that can cast darkness once a day. Right? Cool stuff. We can also drop some relics in. I, I have a relic generator. Did I have a relic generator? In, yes. So we can I have a real quick relic generator. It's a smaller one, but we can roll. We'll roll three relics, right? And those three relics will be five, nine, and 20, an earring, a candle, and a necklace. Got a lot of treasure, but who doesn't want treasure, right? Treasure is fun. And these, let's see, the earring will be a silvered, decrepit, shadowy earring. That casts, and then we go to our spell list here. One, that casts magic missile. Cast it once. We have a candle. Let's find out more about this candle. 17, a drenched, shattered, drenched, giant candle. We'll give it a giant rune. I don't know why I keep rolling giant. Eight orcish candle. What did I say it was? I already lost. I already. I already. I already lost the ones. Tell me it wasn't shadowed again. Uh, a lightning candle. Haunted lightning candle. Haunted orcish lightning candle. That's weird. That like it's a candle, but it's got like a spark of electricity in it. I hope the spell uh, effect works well with that. And it casts shatter. Eh, it's not bad. And the necklace. 19, crystalline, 11, monstrous, 16, unseely, monstrous, crystalline. We're getting a lot of unseely. That casts six, invisibility. We already have a thing that does invisibility. 13, daylight, weird. Elemental to match the ship engine. So those are pretty cool. We have, you know, and like sometimes like you just roll these up and you don't really use them. It really doesn't matter. But we've got some relics. We've got items. So we've got gold. We've got consumables. We've got two permanent items. And we've got three relics that can be used once. That's plenty of treasure. We're good on treasure. Let's take, so let's, let's go all the way to the top here and see how we're doing. So our general outline, we, that was just us. That's our scratch pad for putting stuff in here. Was there anything we rolled on that we didn't really incorporate that we think might be cool? I think we've got the prison buried in the catacombs in the North City, monster warrens. We got that. Protected by corrupt elven guards, hazards. We talk about serpent holes, poison darts, and death touch specters. I think we kind of fit those in. We have the tortured troll. 
The protectors change their behavior was the complication. Okay, well, we got multiple complications because we have one group that's going in and assassinating people. We have another group that's going in to meet with them. That's definitely behavior changing. We figured out what the scroll is, so that's good. We have the the nameless kings, right? Or the the the, the group of the nameless kings. We're gonna put those under the monsters, right? That's that's some fun flavor. So we got that. So our outline is good. So we're gonna wipe, we're gonna wipe the outline. I don't need that anymore. And I got my lists of when to capture character information as they do it. I've got my strong start. I think that was fun. I have the scenes and that that works out. So let's see. Secrets one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Look at that. Ten secrets. Perfect. Locations. We've got the forgotten grotto of the white song. Right? We know that it is a grotto in which there is a ship. I have both the maps that I can use and I have the waves. I have inhabitants. I have lo interesting locations. I have some inf in interesting locations of the White Song. And I have the situation that's going on there. That's all good. Right? That helps me out. So the location is pretty solid. I have the NPCs. I've got some interesting NPCs that are here. They're all, they're all kind of set. We have the leader of the Night Claws. We have the, her second in command. And we have the Emissary of the Black Hand who is showing up. That's pretty cool. Monsters, we know that our deadly threshold is a four. We have the Knights of the Nameless King, an ethereal gnome, dragonborn elf, and human knight. That's good. We got a big pile of treasure. And we got our scratch pad if we need it. I think, so how do I feel about this? Am I ready? It's been an hour and a half, right? Hour and a half of starting... I'm kind of building a whole adventure from scratch. I knew generally where I wanted it set, which is the city of arches. I know that I wanted to be a heist, but all the rest I didn't have. And so in an hour and a half, how do I feel? Do I feel ready to go? Like if I was running this, do I need to do any more work before I run this adventure for my friends on Saturday. The only thing I would really love to do, and I want to, this is something I'm thinking about. It's going to be on my list of where to take the City of Arches and that whole project in the future. One thing I want to have is a player's guide. I want to do a one-page player's guide. I don't know if I'm going to get to it this week. I'm very busy, but I want to get to it in the future where I write a player's guide that you can hand to people that are joining the City of Arches because I think it's a really fun city and I think it would be, it, that, that is a, a tool that can help a DM, right? You want to run the City of Arches? Take this and off you go. But I, I, I think I'm, I think I'm, yeah, I know where it's going to start. I know how they're going to get there. I know enough about the city of arches that I can fill out a lot of that place. I know where the story is going to go. I've got maps that I can use and describe. I've got places that they can find when they get to the situation, they can scope it out. I think, I think I feel pretty good. I feel like I've got everything that I need. I feel, I feel all set. So yeah, I am, I am good. I want to thank all of my friends for hanging out with me on Twitch tonight, giving me great ideas. Boy, the idea about LaVistus was fantastic. So thank you so much for that. That was really, really good. Really, really cool idea. I guess I'll keep the scratch pad around. If you enjoyed this video and you want to help me out, you can help me out in a few ways. You can subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter. You can support me directly on Patreon. If you join Patreon, you can get the City of Arches, this, this, this source book, this the guidebook that I wrote up for the City of Arches. The best way to get that, or the only way to get that, is to join the Flares Patreon. And if you liked what you saw with the Lazy DMs Companion, I have a number of videos where I have used the Lazy DMs Companion to build other adventures. So if you want to see more of it, you can check that out. And of course, you can go down into the show notes below and buy your own copy uh, right away. There's also a free sample. Uh, if you go to the link for the Lazy DMs Companion, there's a free sample with 12 pages of the Lazy DMs Companion, including the general tables that I was using for a lot of this. Fantastic. Obviously, I love it. But obviously, uh, you saw me use it. You saw me making stuff with it. And you can make stuff with it right now for free. You don't have to buy it. But boy, you get a lot of other cool stuff in the book. So it's probably worth buying. Thank you all very much. Have a great night. Get out there and play some D&D.